Welcome to the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. I created this podcast to inspire you to walk boldly in your Christian faith. Each weekday, I will talk about scripture and how these verses can relate to your everyday life. Spending time each day with the Word of God is a great way to fortify your faith. I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Let's get started. The title of today's episode is The Power of Prayer. I have a special guest for today's devotional. For those who didn't hear the Witness Wednesday yesterday, today's devotional is from my new friend Whitney. Whitney feels called to ministry, so she asked her pastor if she could do the sermon this week, and he said yes. She posted it for her sisters in Christ to listen to on our mentoring page, and I thought it was great, so I asked her if I could share it with all of you. She agreed. I hope you enjoy this beautiful devotional. I hope and believe that this is the scripture that God wants me to share with you today. I don't know why but it's definitely one of my favorites. I pray it often. If you want to turn to it, we're going to Mark 9, 14 through 29. The title of this portion of this chapter is labeled, Jesus Heals a Demon-Possessed Boy. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. And then some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all the arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus, I'm sorry, that's how I hear it in my head anyway. What do you mean, if I can? But he probably said it a lot calmer than that. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlockers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed, threw the boy into another violent convulsion, and left him. 
The boy appeared dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him onto his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Just trying to stay in tune with the spirit and trying to make sure that, and I prayed. I said, God, whatever you want your people to hear this morning, I need you to bring it to me. And I feel so blessed that I feel like he also brought all of you here to me today. So you're here for a purpose. This is an appointed time. And there's something that you need to know. Number one thing that I have been having to remind myself every single day is that there is nothing bigger than God. Not one single thing. And like, we cannot comprehend this, but literally nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. But with man, right? And we put so much of our life into man's hands sometimes. Even as Christians, we don't mean to do it necessarily, but we catch ourselves off track sometimes and say, okay, God, this is hard. This does suck. This isn't what I wanted. And, or you're looking out at our nation and the world and seeing all the craziness going on, and you're like, God, why are they making those decisions? This is not good. This is not helpful. Like, I don't understand. But at the end of the day, God is all-powerful, all-knowing. His hand has the final say over everything. Nothing is a secret from God. Nothing. And so I've had to been reminding myself every single day that I believe that it's important for you to try everything, okay? I recently, my mentor said, and, and I don't, this one sticks most to me. She was referring to divorce, and she said, you don't want to end a divorce wondering if you tried everything. If your marriage ends in divorce, then you want to go out knowing that you tried absolutely everything, trying everything for your children and for you and knowing that you didn't give up as much as you possibly could. And so with that, you know, you think of trying. And when you think of trying, you're like, oh, I got to try harder. I got to try harder. I got to try harder. And you start to like sometimes, I think, yes, you should try everything. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, what are you trying harder in? Are you trying harder in your faith? Are you trying harder to listen to God? I had a season recently where... I was, I was just like grabbing and trying for everything. And I didn't realize that what I was doing is I was getting away from God because I was putting my trust into the world, into physical things, into things that I could control. But what I have to remember and what I have been saying to myself is, Whitney, God made a promise to you. He said, you are my daughter. I love you. And I am going to take care of you. And this is not bigger than me. Amen. It's not. None of it. Not the politics. Not the separation of families. None of it. Not the divorce. Not the addiction. Not the, the job loss. Like whatever it is. 
And sometimes it's more than that. You know, we like we we put these like labels out there, like oh, these are all things that we go through. But sometimes it feels like nobody has ever gone through what you're going through, right? We have these experiences, but God, but God, and I don't know why, but this scripture comes to me because because the man brings his son, okay, and he's doing it by faith. He's like he's like teacher. I have my son here. You're here. Like, come to me and, and help me. But what I pray all the time is the help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. Because even though I know I'm a Christian, I know I'm a child of God, I know he loves me, I know all these things, but at what point am I really actually giving all of it to God? Am I saying, help me, Lord, I can't do this. I surrender. I put it at the foot of your cross because nothing does well in my hands. Nothing at all. Now, when I am walking with the Lord, when I am going guided by his spirit, then my actions are made powerful because the Holy Spirit is within me. Not because I'm walking by myself but because I'm walking with the Spirit. I think that we underestimate the power of prayer. Though I believe that this church is a praying church, I believe that we believe in these prayers. I am not saying that because the reason why I stick around this place is because y'all believe in the power of prayer. And we pray about everything. I remember a time when the pool wouldn't clear up, okay? So we, have, we, had, a, we had a swimming pool we don't anymore. We had a pool, and it wouldn't clear up. It was cloudy. It was colorful. It was not blue. It was not crystal clear. And, and I said, Dad, I'll pray about it. And he said, oh, don't bother God with that. But this is the thing. This is what people think. This is what they think. In this church, we will pray about a pool. We don't care. We're going to pray about it because we're going to put it in God's hands because we're God's children. I will pray about my big toe that hurts. I don't care. Yes, I'll pray for your pool. I heard that it's green. I did hear that. My dog's name is Blue. And Aaliyah said, Blue should be our mascot. And I said, yeah. I said, like living water. And I said, get it, because water's blue. And she goes, well, sometimes it's green. And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, won't, we won't drink that water. <laughs> so, yes, I, I do. I believe that the power of prayer, I just, I believe in it. And I believe that we really do underestimate sometimes. Like we, we put a prayer into God's hands, but then we take it back. How many times have you, I mean, I feel like I listen to sermons a lot. I feel like I hear this a lot. We put it in God's hands and then we're like, oh, oh, I'll take it back. And Melody Mills, yes, pastor and Martha's daughter, when we were at retreat, she talked about how, you know, we give our baggage to Jesus. We put it, our baggage at the foot of this cro the cross. All this, this crap that we hold on to. We have it like a heavy backpack and we got we're walking around like this, you know. And you put it down at the foot of the cross and how many times do we go back over and we just creep over and we just pick it back up. And we're like, okay Jesus, I'm going to go this way with it. Now, you're not doing what I was thinking. Like, you know what I mean? And then, but when she said that, the first thing that crossed my mind is what an insult. What an insult. He paid it all 
And I know we all try to like think and fathom of what it was like on that cross, but we will never know. Because it wasn't just the, you know, the the pain like physically, but he was taking on all the sin and the pain that we ever would. And not just you in your own life, but think about all those crummy people that you've met and you're like, wow, I can't believe you did that. That's horrible. Jesus felt all of that, all of that sin and shame. And we still go over and we pick it up and we take it back home with us and we probably sit and have dinner with it. Am I right? Am I right? Like, it, it just, it's true. Like, and it's just, and I do it too. That's the thing. And I have to tell myself all the time, like, Father, help me with my unbelief because I know that I've given this to you. I know I believe in you. I know that I trust in you. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. I know it. But why can I not seem to just let it go and let God? That's where we're going with this. Okay, so we bring it to Jesus, and when we don't see what we're expecting, we lose faith. But the truth is, is that we don't know what power is manifesting in that ugly scene. Like I said when I started, I asked pastor, I said, can I preach on the 10th, okay? And I knew, I know that God's going to show up. But then the devil starts attacking me, okay? So that's what I'm seeing is the devil attacking me. But I don't really see and know what God is manifesting in that time. And then so it's like, okay, so you pursue it, you keep pushing, you keep pushing, and then... Sometimes it, like, gets even scarier. Okay, so, like, then this is what I was going to bring up. It's all coming back to me. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so then when he brings his boy actually over, because Jesus said, okay, yeah, you can bring him. He brings him over, and the minute that the evil spirits see Jesus, what do they do? Throw the boy into convulsions, right? Because that's the power. But what you're seeing with your eyes is the boy still convulsing. Like, okay, like, Jesus is here. Like, why isn't anything just, like, subsiding? And then, so then he's, he's doing this again. And then even when Jesus prays, when he says the prayer, it says he throws him into a convulsion again. And then he seems like he's dead. Like, I don't think this is an accident that this is in the word, right? He wouldn't have just said, Oh, yeah, everybody thought he was dead unless that was important. Because the important part is, is that it seems like he's dead, okay? It seems like the prayer didn't work. Like, uh, Jesus, he's not convulsing, but he's dead. Like, what are you doing? And then Jesus reaches his hand out, pulls the boy to his feet, to his feet. And what did he say in that prayer? He said, never again will you touch this boy. Never again will this child be in your hands because he's in mine now, because I said it, because I said that's what's going to be done. We need to go through our lives like this. We really do. And I, like I said, I stick around here because I believe that that's what you guys all really believe in your hearts. But it's hard in the day-to-day, especially now. We see so many people separated. We see kids like you know, just like feeling like they're just like off in this like world that we don't even understand because everything is just so new and different. But God, but God, 
Like, what we see doesn't necessarily mean that, that, like, God's done, right? He's still working. Your prayers work. They are powerful. And no matter what we see, no matter what we say, no matter what we feel, this word has the victory. Amen? Amen. 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 We have victory in Christ Jesus. We do. And we always will for eternity. It's not just for today. It's not an hour from now. It's not next week. It's always. We always have victory in Christ Jesus. And that's why he says rejoice in the Lord always. Always, always, always. Because the end of this word, what it says is that we're going home. And we're going to be with him. And he said, you better get every booty in here that you can before I come because we're going. That's what he said. He said, go be a child of God. Go be a disciple. Go share my love. And, okay, now, okay, I'm so thankful that he does this because I'm like, God, I don't get how this is going to work. He's got it. I don't got it. He's got it. So he says, go out into my world. Be a disciple. Love each other. And he even says, bless and pray for your enemies. Okay? That person you can't stand to look at, you better be praying for them. That's all I have to say. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs> all right. Father God, we just thank you so much for this. For, Lord, we just thank you for the privilege to be able to pray with you freely in this space. Nobody's going to tell us not to. Nobody's going to bombard us and say, put your Bible away. We thank you for that freedom, Lord. It is a blessing. Help us not to take it for granted. Lord, just help us not to take your word for granted. Lord, help us to just shield up with the armor of God every single day. And when we go out into this world, Lord, help us not to be so selfish. Help us to put it at the foot of the cross and go out and do your work. Lord, please, I just pray that you bless every single soul in this building and outside of this building and every soul that's walked in and out of this building, every car that drove through yesterday. Lord, from the soles of their feet to the crown of their head, bless them, anoint them, bring them salvation. This is what we're seeking. We're seeking the Holy Spirit. We're seeking revival. Lord, please pour out amongst your people. We believe in you, Lord. We believe that this prayer right now will be answered. All the needs, all the worries, all the stresses, the anxiety, we cast it out to you, Lord, and we trust that you will bless it, that you will guide us, that you will walk us through this, this time, this season in life. Lord, we just ask that you help us not to pick up our baggage. Help us to put it down. Help us to stop being so insulting to you and just let you have it. You already did it on the cross, Lord. Thank you. Please just help us to stay in total presence with you. Help us to live in the moment. I thank you so much, Father, for this place. Please help us continue to just bless each other as a body of Christ. Please help this church to continue to grow. I love you, Lord. This life without you, I can't even imagine. I really can't. I thank you, Lord, for Aaliyah, and I thank you, Lord, for Aunt Tara and their, their obedience to you, that they stepped out in faith and that they prayed, that they took a stance and they walked to the altar and they just let it all out before you. And with that faith, Lord, came more salvation. 
And your word says that you rejoice more over one salvation than many. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can stand firm in your promises, that we don't have to live in fear, that we don't have to live in all the deceiving things that Satan tries to convince us of. Keep us pure, Lord. Keep us in, in obedience to you. And we just surrender it all to you in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Whitney, thank you so much for letting me share your talk with everyone. I am sure they loved it as much as I did. Feel free to share here again anytime. Thank you everyone for joining me on this journey to walk boldly with Jesus. I look forward to meeting you here again tomorrow. Remember, if you would like to sign up for the retreat, there's still time. I will place a link for it in the show notes. Remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Have a blessed day.